Grab your hard seltzer, a glass of wine, or a shot of tequila. It's time for Girl Talk. Let's get real. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24. Yay! Yay! Um, so let's start out with, Cheryl, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight I am finishing up some drinks that I brought with me from Florida. So I am drinking a raspberry lemonade hard cider from Three Daughters Brewing, which is in St. Pete. St. Petersburg, Florida. And it's a brewery that I went to a couple times when I was living in Florida in May and June. Fabulous brewery. If you ever get to St. Pete, check it out. And it is absolutely delicious and perfect for this hundred degree weather that we're having here in Texas. (laughs) What about you? The melting weather. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what are you drinking to keep yourself cool? I, well, I, I'm not keeping myself cool. I'm actually drinking a glass of Malbec. Oh, oh. I love you. You only go for the wine on like special occasions. I, What's going on? No, um, we, so we have a, a really cute wine holder in our, in our apartment. And uh-huh. every time we go to the grocery store, we just buy a bottle. And so I thought I would break one open and drink it. Nice. That yeah. is, uh, uh, that is very fancy. I am not worthy. Oh, it is. It, well, Malbec is my favorite, favorite wine. Although I will say, I'm going to give a huge shout out, even though this is not it. I'm going to give a huge shout out to Snoop Dogg's 19 Crimes. His, um, his uh, California red is so delicious. Is it? I haven't tried it. I've seen, oh, I see the bottle all the time next to Martha's bottle, but I have not tried it yet. Oh, the, the, the red, the California red is really, really good. And if you get it, if you get any of the 19 crimes, you also have to get the app so that you can watch the story. You can watch him come to life on the. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Super cool. I'll Ooh. have to check it out. I haven't tried his wine. And then Posty has a wine also that uh, is supposed to be really good, but I haven't tried either of them. You haven't so, tried his one either. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good from what I hear. Well, I highly recommend 19 crimes. So tonight I'm just nice. drinking. Uh, good old-fashioned Josh. Josh Malbec. Lovely. Well, that sounds perfect. Is this your first glass? Yes, it is. All right. Yes. Drink up, girl. I'm on my second one. <laughs> I will. <laughs> it, well, it hits me pretty hard, so we'll see how I'm doing by the end of this episode. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's all that matters. As long as you're slurring by the end, then <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> those, are, those are the unusual, uh, unusable Wait, let me tell you. See? And I'm not even drunk. <laughs> Let's do this. She's ready. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so drink up. Drink up is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. Good grief. Okay. Today we are, or tonight, I guess, as we're recording in the evening, we are going to talk about all of the challenges that come with dating. <sighs> Oh my um, gosh. Especially dating after 40. So we've got we've got a lot to unpack here. <laughs> the, seriously, this really could be something we talked about in several different episodes. Like we could break down the components of dating over 40 into so many different avenues. Yes. But we'll just kind of give it like the the once over and and keep it light. <laughs> but oh my gosh, what a what a fucking world to be dating when you're 
when you're over 40 years old. It's a mess out there. It really is. It is. It is. And it's a learning curve. Like it's definitely something that, um, that I, I don't know about you, but I went into with complete blinders, you know, cause I, I dated in 19, the mid nineties, 1995, I was married in 1996. And then during that whole time span of my marriage, all the internet and dating apps, like the whole world of dating just changed completely. So to enter that out of nowhere, when you aren't used to it is, is most definitely a learning curve. Oh, yes. And I know, and most of our listeners know that I am married now, but anything that, you know, I, I do have dating experience over 40 before I got married and, and I can't contribute to it, but it is, I did experience it and I wasn't ready for it. And I was coming oh. off of being a Mormon, being LDS. Oh, <laughs> well, my whole life, but it was 18 years of being like super strict LDS and Right. I mean, that, that shit rocked my world. Like I was not ready. Yeah. Yeah. I I think whether you're in your case coming from a a strict religious background or in my case, just kind of expecting, well, and this is you too. I don't mean that this doesn't uh, go for you also, but um, I, I think just expecting the best out of people. Yep. Does not, farewell when you're on a dating app. You can't go in with those blinders on because it'll smack you into reality so fast. And we're going to dissect the whole, you know, dating app and and dating with technology. We're going to dissect the hell out of that tonight. It is an eye opener. And if you're naive in any way, in any way, it will chew you up and spit you out. Oh, absolutely. It happened to me. I was definitely naive when I started this journey. And now as much as I hate to say it, I've been on and off single for four years. You know, I had a relationship in the middle there, but on and off single for four years. And I now consider myself quite the uh, expert at dating at this age. I don't know if that's good or bad. That's That's probably a little sad to say, but I mean, it is what it is. I now ha- understand things that I definitely was too naive to understand when I first started this journey. Well, and plus you can share your expertise with us. Like you can, it, it's it's kind of like, I know it's frustrating as hell. And I've heard you many times. <laughs> I've heard as much as it sucks for you, at least you can come back and share with all the rest of the world or our listeners at least. To me, all of our listeners are, it's like, the whole world. <laughs> but it, you can come back and, and use that for good. See, so all that that's shit, true. That's true. All that shit can be used for good. There you go. All right, people. So I went into the trenches for you <laughs> to figure all this leader, shit out. A leader leads by example. <laughs> <laughs> Do as I say, not as I fucking did, because... <laughs> I have learned some harsh mistakes, let me tell you. (laughs) Okay, well, let's start at the beginning. Let's start with just dating over 40, period. Uh, Okay. Like going into your 40s, or you're in your 40s, what is that like entering back into the dating world? 
I think there, there's just so many things that go into dating when you're our age, because once you get to, I know it's kind of a weird way to phrase it, but by all means, we are middle-aged, right? So even though we don't feel it, once you're dating in your middle ages, like everybody has a something. Everybody's a little fucked up in one way or another. They have their history. Some people have been divorced. They've had bad relationships. They've never had relationships because, again, they're a little fucked up. Yeah. They, there's kids involved or maybe not kids involved. There's just so many layers added on when you're dating at this age because we have life experience. We have things that have jaded us. We have things that have added and subtracted from our dating lives. And so you're already going in with that sort of background adding into it. So you add on to that, that as we've talked about in the last few episodes, that some people take their time and heal and figure out how to be the best person they can be before they enter the dating world, which is fabulous. But there are just as many people that do not do that. They get out of a relationship and they jump right back into dating. So then you're deciphering, okay, am I dealing with someone who is healthy minded right now? Or am I dealing with someone who is still angry at their ex and is going to bring that into our dating life? Mm -hmm. So so I think that is a huge hurdle when it comes to dating at our age. And then the world has just changed so entirely much. Like the way that we maybe met people when we were in our 20s to, to date doesn't exist anymore. Our world is kind of led by technology and by computers. And so, so much of dating at our age now is social media driven or app driven. And it's really hard to to meet people organically because where do you do that when you're in your mid 40s? You know, I mean, you you could go to a bar and try to meet people, but those are not always the people that are looking for relationships. You know, if you're out at a bar on a Friday night, you're maybe looking for something a little different than, hey, who's my next girlfriend or boyfriend going to be? And that was true even when we were younger. Like, absolutely. You're right. You're right. So that part hasn't changed because like back in the day you went to the bar for hookups, uh-huh. but you, you had other ways cause you had to have other ways. Cause we, you know, technology didn't exist in, in this uh-huh. sense, but you had to make other, find other ways to meet someone organically and right. it was more organically driven. Well, now everything has moved online and to apps and, and technology and, and social media. So it's very sad that what you're left with is the bar if you want to meet someone organically, but that's still a place where you're going for a hookup or going to just have fun or going. Right. Can it happen? Yes. In every scenario, I'm going to be Vina right here. I don't want you to come back or not you, Cheryl, but I don't want any listener <laughs> to come back and be like, um, well, I met my husband in the bar and we've been married 26 years. Okay, well, no shit. Of course, shit. No of shit. course, yeah. That's not the fucking point. The fucking point is, is that you're an anomaly. Like, right. people in, it's it's not a normal thing to meet someone in a bar and next thing you know, you're married 26 years. So, absolutely. I'm just putting that out there before Becky, Brittany, whoever comes at me. 
<laughs> it's definitely Ashley. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's always fucking Ashley. Always. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no offense to our Becky's, Britney's, or Ashley's. It exactly. just is what it is. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, bars are definitely notoriously meat markets, right? Like, that's where you go for your hookups. That's where it, it, you generally do not go to meet someone to date for long term. Okay, fine. So then that being said, where are the other places when you're younger that you meet people organically? at work. Okay, fine. In class, when you're in college, maybe through your hobbies, through your interests. But once you get to be our age, then that differs a lot because, okay, you have people that you work with. Well, most of them are probably married. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, where do you meet people, you know, and society is especially coming off a pandemic. As society totally changed everything. So we're not uh, even going into the office anymore. Right, right. So our chances of meeting someone organically are diminishing because of age, because of what's going on in the world right now. And so really you get pushed into kind of this corner where you you might have some interests and you might meet people through that but for the most part the majority of people are meeting people either out at bars or i don't know how many of us are clubbing still but it's possible or clubs or online and there's the same kind of issues that go with both of those places whether it's a bar or whether it's an app you really have to take your time and decipher okay, is this person wanting to date or is this person wanting a hookup? Because the apps are full of people looking for hookups. Yeah. I would say way more than those that are actually looking for someone to be in a relationship with. I would say that too. Mm -hmm. Because you have to weed through so much bullshit to find the person that is actually looking for a date. And then you still aren't necessarily compatible with that person. Right. Right. And then if you are compatible and they are looking for something more than just a hookup, that's a whole learning curve right there. We'll have to talk about that in a second. But yeah. if they are, then you have to wonder, like, are they healed? Are they still caught up on their ex? Are they still dealing with bullshit from their prior relationship that is going to inhibit their ability to have a current relationship? Like it's just, it's so hard to find someone who A, is actually looking for a stable relationship. And then on top of that, B, is healthy minded enough to even be in a relationship yes. to begin with, you know, because- Holy people are not taking the time that they need to take to to heal and to make themselves whole so that they're putting themselves out there as a person who can contribute to a healthy relationship so it just makes it extremely difficult to to weed through all of that and hope that you find someone that actually does check off all of those boxes then that poses the question where nowadays before we get into the whole technology and dating apps and social media bullshit uh -huh. where does one meet someone organically because like i said COVID has us to where a lot of us are working from home now 
Uh-huh. Um, our social labs are, they're coming back, but they're pretty much shit because we, we don't work in offices anymore. Even um, our college daughters, I have a lot of their classes online, even for the young kids, like the college kids, they're not going into classrooms much anymore. So right. where do you meet someone organically? Yeah, I, I guess people who um, who go to church might through might meet people through their churches. Um, I mean, I, I do think like the, the father of my kids, I met him at literally in church, literally. Uh-huh. So it does happen. So I'm not not yeah. anybody that it's, it's happened to. But oh yeah, 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 absolutely. But then you're also dealing with. Um, a, a lot of people in our generation mm-hmm. who are moving away from the church. Mm-hmm. So, so there's not even that many people going to church functions. So it is a possibility for the people who do go to church functions, but for those of us who don't like, where do we go? So I know I've seen a lot, a ton of people my age who end up rekindling relationships from their younger years, whether it be their high school sweetheart, their college sweetheart, you know, someone who that they had a relationship with in the past, and then they both end up single. And so they get back together. That sometimes works. That doesn't. It depends. Um, If you are single in an area where you've lived for a long time, then you might have friends and family that have single friends, you know, and say, oh, hey, my my friend so-and-so just got divorced. You guys should have dinner or whatever. So I, I guess that's an organic way to, to do that. But if you take other people like me, and I know there's a lot of other people out there who live in places where they didn't grow up, I don't know anybody where I live. So I am not having any organic meetings through, you know, through my friends. So really it becomes increasingly more difficult to find a, an organic way to meet people unless it is at an outing. Well, where do you go for outings? Generally to bar. <laughs> so not saying that everyone at a bar is just looking for a hookup, but I mean, there is a lot to be said about that atmosphere. You know, people have a few drinks in them, people are single, and then it might just be easier to look for the hookup. So in my experience, and I can't speak for all of the single people in their 40s, but in my experience, it has been easiest. I don't know if easiest is even the right adjective, but in my case, it has been most productive to use dating apps. But then even dating apps become such a shit show because... (laughs) What? I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Well, date and, and okay, so here <laughs> is my naive take on dating apps. When I first got divorced and, you know, after, after several months, I decided to try the dating apps out. And I know we talked about this on an earlier episode. You, you kind of figure out which dating apps are for dating and which are for hookups. And and you try to go down that route, but even then, even when you're on a dating app that is supposedly not the hookup dating app, you still end up with a plethora of people who just want a quick hookup. And I've been on dating apps uh, in the past few years. You literally see the same people on every app. Like Absolutely. I've, I've blocked people on one app only to end up them coming across my page or sending me a message on another app. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, what happened? I lost you on the other app. No, dumbass. I blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked you because you're not what I'm looking for. Yeah, exactly. it, it, it's so true. Like the, uh, So you go onto a dating app wanting to date, but even then there's a, a just a, such a wide range of people out there. And this goes for men and women because I've talked to my guy friends and they have the exact same issue. Like you would assume that you're talking to someone because you both want to date, but then within 10 minutes of discussion, all of a sudden the conversation is, you know, someone's trying to turn it sexual. It's like, Oh man, are you kidding you too? <laughs> like yeah. even then you can't necessarily find someone who is serious about dating. And so it, it does become increasingly more difficult and, and absolutely a learning curve to kind of, be able to pick out these people who are just looking for superficial kinds of relationship. It's very, very difficult. And especially, especially on the dating app, there is something else that I wanted to bring up that makes it kind of hard to, um, for those of us dating in our, I guess, over forties, I'm just going to say over forties because okay. in our forties, I want to say over forties and include, Sounds good. include everyone. So, Something else that makes it difficult, you brought up the fact that, you know, at our age, whether it be the man, woman, whatever, you you have the baggage that right. you're not carrying, the hurt, the healing, or if they have aren't divorced, then there's that whole, and, and I'm speaking from ex only my experience, mm -hmm. if I meet someone in their 40s or older and they haven't ever been married, I've always wondered why. And usually I will find that out. And I'm not yeah. saying that that is across the board, but in my experience, there was a reason. I in, I end up instantly thinking commitment issues. I think he's been a bachelor his whole life. And what's, how's he going to feel like, is he suddenly going to marry me? You know, so there's that whole right. thing there too. But the thing I want to talk about is sex over 40 is so much different, especially between the man and the woman. What do you mean? Elaborate on that. So for us, we're dealing mm -hmm. with different kinds of issues like menopause, things like that. Um, right. We aren't young anymore. And there's a whole new spectrum of sexual issues that we're dealing with. And then from the male perspective, we enter our prime, which by the way, by the fucking way, I know I've said this before, but this is yet another thing that I am going to put on my list that I'm going to sit God down and I'm going to talk to him. And I'm going to say, why you give us our sexual fucking prime, excuse my language, sir, our sexual <laughs> prime in our forties, but you're also going to put us through menopause. Like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like you put us in our sexual prime right then, but you're also going to give us hormonal issues at the exact same time but wait there's more not only is there all of that to deal with but then we have to deal with the fact that men do not go through their sexual prime at the same time that's what i'm talking about and then what the kind of fucking joke is that that it's we are funny. in our mid-40s but men are going through their sexual prime in their mid-20s exactly and then oh while my we're gosh. going through our sexual prime, we're having vagina issues. 
like, dude, me, yeah, I'm, ha I'm having this talk. I'm, I may get sent out. I mean, let's be honest. I may not even make it to heaven, but if I do, I'm having this talk because that's messed up. Someone somewhere messed up. I don't know if they like, like got things confused and didn't understand properly and just like created us in a weird way. Not really sure, but I want answers. I want it. It's the devil's work, girl. It's the devil's work. <laughs> it has to be. And somehow I thought Lucifer would have been like, no, let's make them have their sexual primes at the exact same time. And let's make hormonal issues when they're in their 90s and less likely to be having sex. That shit makes sense. That that makes sense. What we, it, got, yeah. what we got does not. So, No, what we got doesn't. But what we got has also fueled the current I don't know if you call it a trend I don't know what the fuck you call it but it's also fueled the current societal happening for lack of a better term I'd call it an uprising <laughs> okay so then we also have this current uprising of this trend of the cougar life and it's absolutely fueled by the fact that guys are in their sexual prime in their mid-20s, us in our mid-40s. And so it has caused this whole cougar thing. Yep. And so, okay, sexually that might make sense, but it's a pain in the fucking ass when you're trying to, no pun intended, okay, slight pun intended, when, <laughs> when you're trying to date... And you are constantly being approached by guys your daughter's age. And this is not at you because you're an anomaly. And we'll talk about that in a second. But it is a pain in the ass when you're looking to make a connection. You're looking for love. You're looking for a relationship. And you're consistently hit up by these guys that are half your age because they heard it was really cool to have sex with a cougar. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because <laughs> we're fucking amazing. And also you referenced butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Again, cougar thing. What? <laughs> oh, and then I said, but <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And so that makes it even more difficult. Like one more step that you have to go through on dating apps are the amount. Okay. I'm going to just put this out there for any ladies who are just entering the dating app world. Be prepared for these very young looking men who claim to be 40, but then once you match with them, they're like, oh, I'm actually only 25, but I really want to have my cougar experience. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, can they just get their own app so we don't have to deal with that shit? Yeah, Please? exactly. Please? Well, maybe there is. Maybe there's, uh, I mean, uh, there's so many apps out there, but maybe there's a cougar and cub dating app. But if don't lie about your fucking age. Like, right. just be honest and say, I'm 28, but I'm open to dating women in their 40s. Because if if you're matched on some apps, most apps, if if I'm in my 40s, I'm on there, and I, I want to date someone in their 20s, I'll put my age range down to the 20s. Like, it, you'll come across me, bro. Well, 
Right, but it's but then there's also that other step like the majority of them are not looking to date. No, they're not. They're looking The majority for- of them, yeah, the majority of them at that age are uh, like they want to bag a cougar. Exactly, exactly. Their friend told them that they had a cougar experience and they were like, "Ooh, me too. I want to try this." And, and he was fucking amazing because we are well, yeah, of course. I mean, I get it. Like, by the time you're our age, first of all, we're at our sexual prime. Second of all, we have some experience in us. And third of all, we're just at an age where we do not give a fuck. And totally uninhibited. In, in exactly. Exactly. So I get that that's like the, the perfect trifecta of, of cougar land. I get it. But, like... That there needs to be another world for that because it's just one more layer of shit that you have to deal with when you're looking to date. And if that's what you want, like if you want to have your little cub experience, more power to you. Go do your thing. But if you're looking for connection and you're looking for an actual relationship, it just makes it all that much more difficult. Every relationship should start with honesty. There are no holds barred. Like you go in, you don't lie about your age. You, you know, you talk openly and honestly about everything because that way during that period, you find out shit that maybe you don't like. Like that's the time to, to lay it all the fuck out there. Right. Don't go in lying about your age. Start just putting your profile. I am open to a cougar experience. You right. will get, you will get those women who are attracted to that, who want that. Yes, I yes, was yes, one at yes. one time. Whenever I was dating, I was totally open to guys who were open to dating someone my age. And I got to be honest, I wanted to date you too because you're in your sexual prime. I wasn't dating men my age because they're not in their sexual prime. No offense to the guys over 40. Y'all are all great. And I'm sure that y'all are wonderful in bed. That's just my preference. I'm just saying that at the time, I was looking for that too. I was like, I just came out of an 18 year marriage. My ass, I'm open for a hookup in his twenties. I'm okay with that. Uh But be honest about it. You don't know how many times, and I fully agree with you that they lied and they said that they were 36 and then come to find out they're in their fucking twenties. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like you said, it just needs to be based on honesty. And if people on dating apps or wherever you meet them, really, organically for, for people who do have that opportunity to, to meet people organically, wherever it is, if people were just more open with their communication about what they're looking for, it would be so much more easier, but you have these people, not all of them, but, but a decent amount of people on the apps that will pretend like they're looking to date when that's not their intention whatsoever. And like to each their own. And, this goes for absolutely anyone, regardless of age, you know what you're looking for. If you're ready for a relationship, then you're looking for a relationship. If you're not there yet, if you're still working on your healing, if you just aren't sure if you want to be in a relationship, then maybe hookups are what you're looking for, or just someone to go have dinner with. But we need to be better as humans of just putting that out there and saying, this is what I'm looking for. But there are so many people who 
who don't, who just pretend to be looking for something that they're not. And that just leads to sloppiness and hurt feelings and a bunch of bullshit that we shouldn't have to deal with as grown ass adults. Exactly. Exactly. It, it ruins the dating experience for a lot of us. Oh, it absolutely does. It's a learning curve. Like I said, at the, at the beginning of the episode, it's just, it, it makes you learn all of the different layers of dating online dating or otherwise, because people aren't honest like they should be. So you have to start to look for those red flags and those people who may claim to be looking for relationships, but then, you know, they're asking for your Snapchat or social media within the first hour of talking and they're wanting to, you know, start sexting and like all the shit that, that, goes along with hookup behavior when they hooked you in by pretending to want a relationship. Like, I just wish people could be more honest about where they are and what they want. It would be so much more easier. As much as I personally am not for the ethically non-monogamous people and those that are married, but open sexually, like there are a lot of people out there like that, but at least they put it on their profile. I'm married and my spouse knows that I'm just out here looking for, you know, sexual exploration, whatever it may be. At least they're honest about it. And then I see those people on the dating apps and I swipe past them because that's not what I'm looking for. But I respect that they are at least honest and open about it and not pretending to be someone that they're not. And I, I, I think that a lot of people could learn from that. Just put on your, on your app. If you want to hook up, say you want to hook up. If you're looking for a relationship, then actually be looking for a relationship, but know where you are, know who you are and put yourself out there accordingly. Yeah. I fully agree with that because that is one of, one of the things that I ran into the most was their profile did not match the conversation that followed. I would swipe right because their profile said one thing instantly you go to the chat and within, you know, two conversations, they're trying to sext you and calling you baby and honey. And how about what's your snap? And how about you send me shut the fuck up? Right. I've told you this before. I was very blunt, very blunt in my profile and it probably turned a lot of people off, but those were the exact people that I wanted to turn off. I'm not sending your ass nudes. Don't ask me for them. You don't deserve them. I'm not, we're not in a relationship and I, I am not going to talk to you for three weeks. Let's chat for a few days. Let's, you know, meet in a public place. Let's have that first little meeting. That way, if there is no vibe here, then I can move the fuck on. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the learning curve of dating apps. Like you, you have to learn how that works. Like, first of all, the amount of people, and I can only speak for men because that's who I'm matching with on these things, right? The amount of men who will ask for nudes or, or ask for your phone numbers so they can send dick pics at our age blows my fucking mind. Blows my mind. So if you're new to the dating app world, that would be one of my first pieces of advice. Do not give out your phone number right away. Do not give out your social media right away because 
more than likely that's what they want it for. You can text and get to know each other just fine on the dating app. If they want your phone number or they want your Instagram or your Snapchat, it's because they are going to start sending unsolicited fucking dick pics and it's just unnecessary. Let, let's let's call it how it is. And y'all know that we're super supportive of males on here as well. However, yeah. I'm I'm just going to put it out there. As a woman, I am not going to send you a someone that I don't have a deep-rooted relationship with mm-hmm. a picture of my private parts over social media, phone, text, whatever, for you to just have. I'm not going to do that. So don't no. ask me for it so that you can do what it, we all know what you're fucking doing with it. But the point is, is that <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to give that to you. Number one, you haven't earned it. We're not in a relationship. And I don't just send my shit to strangers. Sorry, dude. Not happening. Number two, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think vaginas are pretty. I also don't think dicks are pretty. I don't think dicks are pretty at 25. I don't think dicks are pretty at 50. I don't want to see a dick pic, especially an unsolicited one. Now, if me and my husband, he's in, you know, he is in the military. Do we sometimes have long distance sex? Absolutely, because that's our only option. That is a beautiful thing. That is something I want to see. That is something that he wants to see. And we are totally engaged in it. But if I didn't ask for it, don't want to see it. Uh-huh. I don't want to open my phone and you say, hey, I want to show you a picture of my watch, that my new watch that I just bought, and you send me a picture, and it's your fucking dick. I don't want to see right. that. And I'm right. not going to send you a picture of my vagina. I'm not. The last no. guy, the last guy, whenever I was dating, that said, send me a shot of your pussy, I literally put my thong panties on my cat and sent him a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Not he was like, he was like, ha ha ha, that's shitty. I, I don't give a shit. I don't know you, especially if I haven't right. like I I'm just the type of person, I apologize to all anybody who is very comfortable doing it, whatever, be that way. That's fine. I don't shame you. This is me I'm talking about. I am not sending my vagina and my boobs out there and my ass out there for you to have on your phone when I don't even know that we're going to be together next week and now my my junk is out there. No. Well, yeah, you haven't even met them yet. You don't know what kind of weirdo they could be like they could absolutely be a stalker uh like just a way out there kind of weirdo you have no idea so why would you want to send pictures into the hands of someone who you haven't even met yet but that being said there are obviously women who are doing it or so many men would not be asking yep yes. because the amount of men who do ask and like before we've even talked about like what's your name where you're from like boom right off the bat it is astounding to me so that means that there are women out there who are doing that and like you said earlier more power to you if that's your thing fine but just beware of what you're doing because like people are fucked up and you do not know whose hands you're putting those pictures into and now they have those pictures forever well, to do whatever they want to with. Well, remember in the early 2000s with the website, there's even a Netflix documentary on it now. Yeah. 
are you are you still up? I know that there's laws preventing that, but there's things like there's the dark web. There's you have no idea where your your pictures are going to end up, and that's absolutely if you're comfortable. If you're like I don't give a shit, whatever. If I get paid, okay. But I I personally don't want it up there, and I'm I'm not old school in a lot of ways, but that I'm old school in where if I send my stuff, I'm going to send it to someone who I'm in a relationship with. And otherwise I'm not sending, I'm not putting myself out there like that. Uh -uh. It's not my most private pieces of me. I'm not going to no. do that. just to have out there on someone's phone and not no. knowing where it's going, not knowing if I'm even going to talk to you again next week. No, not doing it. So I'd say for the men in this, if you are listening, stop asking for nudes. Like if it's working for you, then great. Know your audience. Don't just go in asking because right. it that instantly lets me know what kind of person you are instantly. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's an if instant read, block for me. Read, yeah. If you read the fucking profile and it says I'm not here for hookups, then don't fucking ask for nudes. Right. Yeah. No, that is, that is the point when I will block someone, right? Like no questions asked. As soon as any sort of like indication that they, they are either going to send me pictures or they ask me for pictures. Nope. Done. Sorry. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to tell you why I don't think that's right. I just block. So about dating apps, mm -hmm. since you are unfortunately becoming the expert, as you say, <laughs> Not my proudest uh, resume <laughs> attribute, but yes, I, I am. Uh, so I've been divorced for four years and single for uh, for three of those four years. So unfortunately, I have learned quite a bit about the dating apps. Yes. Okay. Well, what is the best advice that you would give people out there over 40 entering back into the dating world that may not know what they're getting into what what is the mm. best advice you can give them okay wow that i i don't think there's one solid answer for that <laughs> but i can offer a couple different things we've talked about this on several different episodes my number one answer would be heal yourself first because yes. if you jump on a dating app without being healed you are going to put out the energy and therefore receive someone who is identical to the person that you just left. And that is obviously not the goal. Do your healing or at least be aware of what you're healing from so that you don't walk into those same red flags. That being said, that would go along with, with my second piece of advice, which would be date outside of your type. Don't go for what you always go for because again, that could be part of your, your historical relationship issues because you're used to, for example, I have a thing for the bad boys. I don't fucking understand it, but I do. So that was my tendency to look for the bad boys. I, I, I have to stop that. I'm not going to get anywhere different if I keep doing that. So Try to go on dates with people that are different than what you normally would consider your type because people will surprise you. You never know. I would also say don't, and, and this is just in the, the dating phase, and I don't know, people might disagree with me on this one, but I would say don't date just one person at a time. 
to start off with. If yeah. you feel like you have a connection with someone and you're going down that road and things are getting more serious, then by all means, date one person. But if you're still in the stage where you're getting to know people and you're getting to know the dating world in general, don't put all your eggs in one basket because there are lots of guys out there, lots of, lots of people out there, lots of things to learn from different people. And if you are only dating one person, then you you can very easily start to get emotionally invested in that person. You read too much into what's going on and you might want to try to push it into something more serious than they're ready for. But if you have a couple different people that you're dating and it's just like casual dating, then, then you're just open to the possibility of what could happen with anybody. Of course, if you're starting to go on consistent dates with someone and it's, looking like you have a connection and it's leading to something, then I definitely, you know, advocate putting it, putting your energy into that person. But before that, I would say, play the field, see what's out there. I fully agree with what you said that you have a tendency, especially if you don't, haven't done the work, you do have a tendency to kind of look for that same type because you've been so comfortable with it uh -huh. for, yep. you know, two decades, almost two decades. Like, you you will be drawn to that and you have to be careful you have to be super careful yeah on, absolutely uh, another thing that i would advise and you and i have talked about this and we both agree on this is that especially if you're coming out of a marriage a long marriage as you and i have and you haven't dated since we said the 90s uh -huh. you are going to get chewed up and spit out if you go in with, oh, yeah. naive in any any way like yes know yes. what the fuck you're getting into because dating apps and online dating technology all of that it's no fucking joke like yeah it, it honestly isn't it's it's a lot of ghosting it's a lot of three weeks worth of texting and conversation that you think is going absolutely wonderful and oh this is i'm ready for you know to meet him finally and then you never fucking hear from him again and if you think that that's one time no no, no. that is like yeah. that is probably occurs more often than not oh yeah absolutely where people absolutely just stuck in text and message mode and then it just fizzles like the actual uh -huh. date and meet in person never happens right it's the weirdest fucking thing and you it, it, it baffled me at first. I was like, what in the hell? It absolutely baffled me. I had no idea what happened. And also, like you said, don't give your fucking social media out. No. Because it is weird out there. It is weird out there, people. Yes. Especially before you have met someone in person. Yes. Do not. And if you refer back to, uh, I believe it was episode two or three. I don't know. We will tag it in this episode and let you know. But if you refer to one of our earlier episodes about dating apps, I ended up with a stalker by making this mistake too yes. early in, in, uh, in the dating world. I was very naive. I didn't understand dating apps in the dating world very well. I gave out my phone number to this guy way too early and ended up with a stalker that it was, that was very, very difficult to get 
rid of. And of course, that's not the norm. But the norm is that some of these guys only want your social media or your phone number early on for inappropriate reasons. Otherwise, if they're stand up people, then they are going to be just fine talking on the app until you meet in person. Once you meet them in person, you can kind of get a, a sense of their vibe in real life a little bit better and then know if you want to take it further than that. But I would highly suggest to not give out your any personal information before yeah. you meet them in person. And for God's sake, people, if you're going to meet them in person, do not meet them at their house. No. Do you know how many times I have been invited over to watch a movie or to have to order dinner in? Like, are you kidding me? No, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you could be a serial killer. I am not going to come to your apartment or your house and watch a movie when I have not even met you in person. Sure. I have seen but, every fucking real true crime documentary that is mm -hmm. on any streaming device. You right. have lost your goddamn mind if you think I'm coming over to your house. Like, I know But again, again, people do it or these people would not be inviting us over. Like people are going over to people's houses without knowing them in person. And, and I know, so I know there's scary. people that are going to hear that and they're going to say, that's so old school. There's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason why people love true crime. And the key word there is that it is true. And it actually fucking happened. Yeah. Like, it's interesting as hell to watch it, but it actually happened to someone because someone yeah. put themselves in that position. I don't give a shit how old school it sounds. You've got, no matter how much we're changing as a, as a society, you have to be careful. You have to be a little bit old school about that. You have to protect yourself. And there are still crazy killer, murderer people out there that are up to no good. And, and that- Absolutely. I know it's typically leans towards one side, but I mean, hell, there's some there's some mm -hmm, women out there too that oh, absolutely, men stop being so just don't go into this naive at all. Just no, be a little bit old school. It's okay. It's not old fashioned. It's not frowned upon. Don't let it be frowned upon. Is what I should say. Right. Be smart about it. Yeah, it should not be considered old school to be protective of yourself. It should be just considered smart because if you are going over to their house, I don't know, I am going to say there is probably a hundred percent chance there's a reason they're inviting you over to their house and not out to dinner somewhere. Exactly. And yeah, and so in that case, they're looking for a hookup. So you go over there, you watch a movie, one thing leads to another, you have sex, you are now a hookup. And then you're going to go home and then you're going to wonder why he doesn't call the next day. Well, what the fuck? You just gave it up on the first date. You are a hookup, period. Yeah. yeah. And if that's the energy that you're wanting to put out there, then... I mean, play your cards the way you want to play them. But if you're looking to date and you're looking to meet someone of substance, then that is not the way to do it. Yeah, no exactly. Way. Do no. not go over to their house and for God's sake, don't have sex with them on the first fucking date. Not but, if you're looking for something substantial. There are old adages that still hold some truth today that you should still live by. And being old school when it comes to dating are def is definitely one of those because.
because of the fact that it is a self-protection. Absolutely. And I, I'm not trying to sex shame anyone at all. If you want to hook up on the first date, then do your thing. We're not sex shaming because, and I won't speak for Cheryl, but I'll speak for myself, but I've, I've done hookups. It, I totally am not sex shaming anybody. When I wanted to hook up, that was what I looked for. Right. I was also open and honest about it. And I was super careful even then though, because of the fact that I have seen a lot of true crimes shows. <laughs> right. Well, you, yeah. And you just have to know what you're walking into. I think where it gets dangerous are people who don't understand that they're walking headfirst into a hookup. And then they're all distraught when they start, you know, wondering why this person hasn't called them and we had so much fun. I don't get it. Well, yeah. Hookups are the norm now. This isn't the 90s. And I, I get right. a lot of sex way back when. Like whenever I was younger in the college years and all that, yes, it, we were buck ass wild. Thank God there was no evidence. But <laughs> thank God. But I would say I would say that there was also a lot more opportunity for real relationships back then because you were meeting organically and you were putting a lot more effort into it. Whereas right. now it's so easy to get it for free. Like it, it honestly is. And oh so my gosh, absolutely. These guys and, and women too are like having different hookups every night. Yeah. And, and that's totally fine, but sure. don't be naive about it. Like if you're right. looking for, it's like you said, if you're looking for a real relationship, then just learn the ins and outs of dating before you jump in, like do your right, research. Right. Pay close attention to, you know, things that are said on social media. Um, follow some younger people so that you can kind of get a grasp on it. Uh, follow a uh, single over 40s, you know, follow us, like whatever. Do your research first so you start getting a vibe for it before you ever jump in. Absolutely. And just just know that if you are looking for, I mean, look for whatever the hell you want to look for. You know your place in life. You know where you are. You know what you want. But if you are looking for true dating, possibly falling in love and someone to to have a substantial relationship with, then you have to be looking for a high value person. If you're looking for a high value person, then there are some things that you have to be looking for and meeting at their house and sending nudes right away. And that sort of thing is not going to lead you down that road. Just know what you're looking for and act accordingly. Yes. I, I, like I said earlier, I love you, Cheryl, and I do not envy you because that is the dating world is a mess. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It is such a mess. It is. It really is. And then, you know, like, like I said at the beginning, even when you do all of that vetting and you click with someone, you connect with someone and you are by all means pretty much dating that person, then you, you still have a plethora of issues that goes, you know, with that. And so it, it, it's a messy world <laughs> and yeah. it's, uh, it, it's not one that I love being in, but damn it, I am bound and determined to find love. So I will tread this water until I do what I got to do. It'll happen. It's going to, it's going to happen when you're, when you least expect it. Ooh, that yeah. was such a mom thing to say. That was, thank you. I appreciate that. 
no, but it, it really will. And I, and I get that too. Like I'm not actively desperately looking for it. I'm just kind of living my life. And if it, if it's out there, it's out there and it'll, I do believe that. I believe that, you know, it finds you when it's supposed to find you. And so I'm not sweating it. I just, in the meantime, am learning a hell of a lot about the intricacies of dating and dating apps that, uh, that I just never imagined I would be needing to know at 49 years old. Sorry. I just had flashbacks to whenever I was dating. <laughs> so bad. It's not a pretty world. It's not. Sometimes it can be really fun. Like I, I will admit I've met some really cool people. I've made some good friends. I um, hang out with and like talk to people that I've been on dates with that, you know, we just didn't have that spark, but we got along really well. So I, I have met some really cool people off of dating apps. I can't make it sound like it's all been disastrous. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's a shit show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As we wrap up, I want to discuss a little something. I want to give, I want to give advice to our men out there. So Ooh. yes. And this goes for married fellas too. Fellas. I want to, uh, ladies, I'm going to reveal a secret, but it's going to be a helpful secret. Guys, when when you are wanting to send nudes back and forth, don't just surprise your woman and be like, hey, send me a little something right now. Because here's the thing. While you can just go in there and and boom, there's your, your dick. Um, we are standing in the fucking kitchen or sitting at our desk working or I, I am the type of woman where I judge myself in every picture. So mm -hmm. if I am not looking a hundred percent or feeling a hundred percent at that moment, if I have on a dirty shirt, if I, I can't just raise my shirt, boom, there's my tits and send it to you because I feel frumpy in that moment. I don't look good. I'm going to crop it. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to feel like shit while I'm doing it. I don't want to have to drop everything to send you a nude. And I'm not saying we have to plan. I, I like to be spontaneous. But if you ask for a nude and I am not feeling it and I don't send it, stop getting butt hurt. Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> I am, as women, we are not the types that can just drop everything, most of us, that can just drop everything and just take a nude whenever we want to. Like, fellas, y'all have to understand that we will send you a nude when we are feeling pretty. Every once in a while, if you catch us in the right time and you're like, hey, send me a little something, something, and you don't get it for three hours, that's because it took us three hours to prepare for it. <laughs> we'll get that shit to you, but we just can't drop everything and send a nude. And if you are a lady that can do that, good for fucking you. I am very happy. I wish I was you, but I am not that person. <laughs> are you that person, Cheryl? Um, so I only send them if I'm in a relationship and no, even in a relationship. Well, yeah. And that's what, that's what I was going to yeah. say. And then when I am in a relationship, I definitely, um, yeah, feel like I need to be in the right, in the right space for sure. Yeah. So the chance that it's spontaneous is pretty slim. I love my husband, love my husband, but when he asked me for a nude, and then 45 minutes passes and he's like, still waiting. And I'm like, dude, dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to just run and go do that. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like, give me a moment. Let me get in the headspace. 
I'll send you one eventually, but don't text me every 30 minutes and be like, I'm still waiting. No, but you know what? Maybe for that exact reason, we should start sending them exactly where we are. Like I am in my granny panties and an old t-shirt <laughs> and my hair is a mess. I have no makeup on and I am in the middle of mopping the floor, but here you go, motherfucker. <laughs> maybe that's what we have to do. Maybe we just, you know, maybe we aren't supposed to look so fucking like beautiful and sexy every time we send one like okay you want it right now here's what you get i i these are my period panties i've had them for seven years they're ripped in seven different places but that's what i got on so that's what you get <laughs> maybe i should one day maybe i should i can't wait for his response <laughs> I, I definitely want to know how that goes. Oh, Actually, yeah. we all do. I'll so you know. <laughs> um, if you could post about that once you do that, that would be fabulous. <laughs> like I, that is something that I, that is one of my things that irritate the hell out of me. Like I don't mind sending my husband a little something, something. I don't mind it, but give me a fucking moment. Like if you, if you surprise me with it, that's fine. But just give me a moment to get into that space where I'm comfortable because let's be honest. I don't know about you. I think this is most women, but we really plan out our nudes. Do you plan out your name? Well, no, I can't. Well, okay. So I just can't say that I have a lot of knowledge of that because I didn't send them during my marriage because it just wasn't healthy and I didn't trust him. So I, I didn't send them very often. And then the only relationship I've been in since my marriage, he didn't like, that wasn't his thing. Oh, so okay. I can't, yeah. So I can't really say that I have a lot of experience and can answer that. I I'm kind of, a cool. um, I can't wait to hear uh, your relationship and I hear about this. <laughs> As soon as it happens, I will let you know. <laughs> I will know. Because like I've I've talked to other women and, and the few women I've talked to about this, they're like me where they plan out. Like I can't just drop everything and go take a nude or just like lift up my shirt and like here. I, we like I think out my nudes. And every one of them yeah. is different and they're creative. And I maybe I'm artsy. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. You're just so damn creative. <laughs> But I can see, I can see that. Like, if I was in a relationship with someone who did ask for them, I could see that I would want them to be like special, not just like, "Hey, I'm in the middle of Target and let me run into the bath bathroom real quick." And here's me in the Target bathroom with my uh, with my bright pink granny panties. <laughs> appreciates that he's probably got a hell of a folder to look back on you Even know if he has to wait sometimes for two hours before they come through <laughs> it's worth it and that's all that matters <laughs> he's like never mind the job's done now <laughs> <laughs> i went online and took care of that shit <laughs> it's over babe <laughs> the feeling okay. has passed <laughs> well, for next time <laughs> 
<laughs> that is an interesting question, though. I'd love to pose that to the listeners. Yeah, when you uh, when you take your your nudes, do you plan them out? Do you get all dialed up? Does it is it like a whole like preparation period, or do you just drop them and you're like, here you go, here's what you get? Oh, I definitely want to know. Are you yeah? Are you are you spontaneous or are you artsy? Like what? I want to know. Yeah, that's a great question for our listeners. Okay, Let's we will definitely uh, we'll follow up with that on our on our social media. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a really good episode. It has been. It's been really interesting, and I am absolutely excited to hear other people's experiences with dating apps because, um, again, it is just such a such a fucking learning curve. So I, I really want to hear what other people have to say about it, too. Yes, for sure. Well, um, we will get this up soon and we want to hear back from y'all. In the meantime, we'll pose some questions on our story. And as always, Definitely. thank y'all for listening. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.